You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. This is the midweek show where I'm going to be going through the first appearance of the Riddler from way back in 1948. The reason I'm doing that is because this week, if you're aware or not aware, Tom King ended up having a Riddler issue, the start of the pseudo event, One Bad Day. I saw a lot of people really enjoying the issue. I saw some people really hating it. I'm not going to say how I think, because as I'll tell you a little later, that is going to be part of our Patreon-only Spotlight podcast picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. But we'll end up getting to that right now, because please go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Also, go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can end up getting reviews for most of the books that come out each and every week. And then after all that, A, we would love for you to support us by going over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where we just don't ask for you to support us for no reason. Obviously, I think that we want you to support us for what we do on the regular feed, as I already said. But I know that people want more and more and more as they used to sing in the discotheques. And I think that we give more and more and more. Like they used to sing in the discotheque. So what we have over at our Patreon are a ton of exclusive podcasts, a lot of DC stuff, but also some Marvel stuff, indie, manga, TV, movies, cartoons, all that stuff all wrapped up into one. But one of the big things that we do each and every week is have the badass level of the Patreon. Those are the highest levels. They end up getting to pick two books from that week's books. And those two are featured on a Patreon-only, Patreon-exclusive episode where me and Eric talk about those. And right now in the poll, the number one winner is definitely the Riddler One Bad Day. So that is definitely going to be on the spotlight. There's kind of a race for the second book, but I can tell you, rest assured, the Riddler One Bad Day issue will be a Patreon Spotlight episode. So if you want to listen to that amongst all the other things that we do, including some reading clubs that we have, the DC ones, stuff like Injustice, Gods Among Us reading club, and we also have a Gotham Central reading club that I ended up putting the first episode on this feed a couple weeks back. That's going to be continuing. But we have other things, non-DC stuff that I think people might enjoy stuff like a Hellboy reading club. We have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reading club. We have a Walking Dead reading club. All those things, plus more, 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 as I said. So I think there's something for everyone, and it really is a place where you can go and enjoy listening to podcasts about comics that we end up loving and talking about. So that's, again, patreon.com slash weird science. Plus, then you're in the Get Fresh crew, uh-uh, even though you kind of are by just listening to this. But we're going to get into this issue. As I said, it is the first appearance of the Riddler from Detective Comics number 140. And Detective Comics number 140 came out on August 23rd, 1948. It's a story that we're going to be dealing with. Batman the Riddler makes sense. Written by Bill Finger. Pencils by Dick Sprang. Inks by Charles Paris. And edited by Jack Schiff. And you start out with how you do 
with a lot of older comics, especially in the Silver Age, where you get that first page. It's the introduction to the issue in each story. And because you're going to have a bunch of different stories in this Detective Comics, you end up having this to kind of set the mood and let everybody know what's going on. And when you have a new character introduced, you usually get something about them, which you do here. It says, calling all mystery fans. We defy you to solve these three sinister riddles. One, who is the latest criminal to challenge Batman and Robin to a deadly game of wits? I'm kind of guessing it's the Riddler. I don't know. Who is the villain to use riddles, jigsaws, acrostics, and all types of puzzles to perplex the dynamic duo? Now, I still think it's the Riddler, but I want to know what the heck acrostics are. Holy moly. And then finally, who places Batman and Robin in a maze of doom? Where only courage and ingenuity can fathom freedom, there is but one answer to all three riddles, and his name is the Riddler, in quotes. And yeah, that makes sense. And that's part of this, which kind of makes me smile and giggle a bit, is that originally this first appearance of the Riddler, he's more of the puzzler. He's more of a guy who likes puzzles and little trinkets and stuff. Yeah, he has riddles as well, but he's also involved in, as I said, little puzzles. At the end, one of his quote-unquote riddles is just Batman and Robin in a glass maze. So he ends up doing all this stuff, and I think that we've kind of gotten away from some of this other aspect of it. Now, when you get into this, one of the things that you can sit back and think of, okay, the Riddler, what would you say if I said, describe the Riddler, tell me, you know, about him. Is he smart? And most people say, oh, yeah, he's real smart. Like, he comes up with these riddles. He does all this stuff. Now, it may not be that smart that he ends up throwing out riddles so that Batman can catch him, obviously. But he always is played as the smart guy. He's trying to stay ahead of Batman for the most part in issues. Batman does kind of struggle for a bit and then finally at the end solves the riddles, whatnot, and ends up saving the day. But in this, the origin, he's not necessarily smart. He's more of a cheat. He's more of somebody who wants to rig the game and does so constantly to the point where I think he starts getting a bit of egotistical nonsense going on and thinks that he's actually doing these riddles on the up and up. We'll get to that point where he starts really believing the hype about himself, even though we, the reader, and he especially knows he just cheats. That's all he is. He's the cheater is what he should be known as because it all starts back in his school days where it says the career of the Riddler began years ago with a school history contest. So this is what starts the Riddler on his nefarious path. The history teacher ends up saying, tomorrow each of you will receive a disassembled jigsaw puzzle. The first to put it together wins a prize. So he's all excited. A puzzle? Well, my name is Edward Nigma. Do you get it? He's saying this to like a schoolyard chum here. Hey, buddy. My name's Edward Nigma. You get it? Enigma. That means I have to win, right? It'd be funny if they pan the camera over and his school chum is actually Jigsaw. And he's like, no, no, I think I'm going to win. But the way that Edward wins is actually just waiting after class. Everybody leaves and he breaks into his teacher's desk and takes a picture of the puzzle. That's how he wins. He cheats. And there you go. The next day. They announce Edward Nigma was the first to solve the jigsaw. He wins the prize and he thinks to himself, puzzles are okay. 
I'm going to learn how to solve all kinds. What he is actually saying to us is, I'm going to learn how to cheat because that's what he does. And it says, Enigma soon became known as a puzzle expert among his friends who didn't know that he cheated. And he ends up having a bent nail puzzle. And he's like, I'm going to solve this in minutes because he ends up having a fixed nail behind his back. He ends up everything is him duping people. It even continues after he graduates, he gets older. And it says the boy who cheated on puzzles grew to be a puzzle expert. Is he? But still cheated. Now he ends up having it's like he set up his own three card money bin here where he's like, hey, everybody match wits with Enigma, the puzzle king. And you end up having him in these dark glasses. He looks like suddenly he's blind. But it's this puzzle of putting these pieces together and these numbers. And he says that he's able to solve the puzzle anytime because there's an invisible ink on these blocks that the people are trying to assemble that only he can see with these glasses on him. But then this is where I said earlier that he starts to believe his own hype. He's completely cheating. He's not smarter than anyone except maybe smart enough to cheat. But he says, I'm clever enough at puzzles now that I think I can baffle the police and Batman. I think I'm going to start doing puzzle crimes. Well, you're already doing puzzle crimes because legitimately it looks like you were duping people out of your money because you ended up cheating. So what he ends up doing is saying, okay, since I'm doing this, what I need then, I need a costume. I need a costume that's going to kind of portray what I'm doing, whatnot. And that's where you really get the classic Riddler costume, the green costume with all the question marks on it. He's got the purple domino mask. He's got a really sensible looking belt. And he says, that's it, the Riddler. That's what I'll call myself for. That's what I'll be to the Batman. So his first deal of what he's going to do, and it's kind of a neat thing. And actually, Scott Snyder played it later in his all-star Batman, where you end up having a huge sign. It's the Gotham City's newest and cleverest advertising sign. And it is the Cross Cleaning Company who has a big giant billboard that is digitized and is able to do a crossword puzzle every night. For everyone's entertainment, you have a guy that's manning the deal, you get the clues that go, and you have to solve the puzzle where you end up having the Riddler break in and then uses his Ludini rope trick slash puzzle to envelope this guy in. This guy ends up getting this rope all around and he gets thrown into the corner. And that's where then you have the Riddler able to present this puzzle to Batman and Robin. It says nearby are two cloaked figures on their nightly patrol, Batman and Robin. And all of a sudden, on this big billboard, it comes up. The Riddler challenges Batman to a game of wits. The following crossword puzzle is a clue to the crime I'll commit tonight. Can you solve it? And the big thing here is that Batman and Robin realize where the control room is for this billboard, and they go off to grab whoever's doing this, the Riddler. They don't quite know who the Riddler is yet, but this whole thing, this whole challenge makes them go to do that. You get a cool panel where they're actually swinging across the silhouettes with this crossword behind them. But when they get there, the Riddler is gone. They end up in the Riddler's already gone, but the puzzle begins and you end up having Batman say, I don't know what's going on here, but we'll accept this challenge. Let's see. And the first deal is a five letter word for a quote water utensil so he says okay that would be a basin then robin says okay then the six letter word for a public way 
beginning with S, must be streets. They're doing pretty good. They're pretty good at the crosswords. I'm not very good at crossword puzzles. I'll let you know. Not good at anything that takes any sort of concentration or focus. Uh, That is it. I'm out. But then you have, but what's a seven-letter word for a formal dinner starting with B? So there, this is the last part. And you end up having Batman say a banquet. Put together, it would read Basin Street Banquet. That's it. That's the Riddler's crime clue. So they end up realizing that that night there's a big civic charity banquet being held on Basin Street. So it makes sense. Basin Street Banquet, let's run over there and we'll catch the Riddler. So they bust into this banquet where the Gotham City mayor is giving a speech. He looks all fancy with his monocle, which usually means evil in my mind. And he's like, what gives there, Batman? As he's like, what, what? And the monocle pops out of his eye. Classic. And you end up where Batman says, the Riddler, where is he? Is he here yet? Well, we got to get him. And the mayor's like, he gets. We don't know anything about this Riddler fella. And in the meantime, a police officer busts in and says, Mayor, Mayor, a water main has burst. It's flooding the bank nearby. Now we're going to get a bit of Batman 66. And it's pretty cool to have it this early. And you get what would be the inspiration for a lot of at least the Riddler in that. But a lot of things going on where Batman says a bank flooded. That means a bank wet. That's what the Riddler really meant. He tricked us neatly. So the banquet, but what about the Basin Street? Now, they do say the bank's next door. So it's still on Basin Street. So it's Basin Street Bank wet. Oh, my. We should have realized this. And like, oh, man, he is a nefarious one, that Riddler. And they go over to stop him. The bank is completely flooded. This water main has turned this bank into an aquarium. You can't get in. And the Riddler is down below. And he's pretty much robbing the bank at this point, laughing that he's the only one who ended up having a helmet down there. He's got like deep sea equipment on. And he says, by the time the police, Batman, whatever, will get their own equipment, I'll be gone. Now, in the meantime, you have Batman and Robin. The police officers are waiting, thinking the only way out is through the front door. So they're waiting as water gushes out, whatnot. And the Riddler, he knows that he is too smart. Now, I'll tell you, whoever designed this bank vault, putting basically an open sewer door right there next to it, not a great plan, but it's there. And you end up having the Riddler say, "Okay, I got my sack of money. Looks like Santa Claus. And he's going to get the heck out of there by opening up this vault door. And then as all the water flushes down to the sewer, he goes down with it, probably stinks. Right. Right now, as an aside. Our going out sewer pipe in our house ended up busting a leak. So I probably smell like the Riddler right now because it's in this basement that I'm recording with and it stinks down here. So I know what he's dealing with, but he's the Riddler. So he doesn't care. So with that, the Riddler goes, he has all his money and he laughs and says, by the time I'm finished, the Riddler will have baffled the Batman completely. And so everybody is wondering what is what gives? Who's this Riddler? And really, can he baffle Batman? Well, he ends up where the Riddler does not take a day off. The next day, there's a letter delivered to the police commissioner, and you end up seeing him holding it. And basically, it's this new riddle that is actually more of a giant puzzle. This is why I like this first appearance of the Riddler. It's not just riddles. There's puzzles as well. 
And this part of the puzzle is there's a bunch of trucks that now are running up and parking outside the Gotham City Police Department, and they all contain huge pieces of what is a giant-sized jigsaw puzzle. You know, he likes the jigsaws. That's how his career started. So he delivers this. Batman wonders, where are we going to do this? Everybody's wondering, how are we going to put this puzzle together? Because this is the next clue. Well, they end up going to the football stadium. And Batman, it's funny, Batman stands up in like the PA, you know, little deal up there with his microphone. And he's yelling out to the cops. Really good, though, that he knows the cops on a first name basis. He's a good dude. So he yells out like, Ryan, next piece goes to left. No, no. I mean the oval piece next to Jackson. (laughs) And they put this whole puzzle together. And (laughs) you got to wonder overnight how the Riddler did this. But still, it's a big deal that says, tonight I shall rob the eagle's nest, the Riddler. And it's a picture of an eagle with a nest on top of a giant mountain. And you end up going, okay, an eagle's nest. And this is Robin. An eagle's nest. That's called an Aerie. And there is a nightclub in Gotham called the Aerie that's on the top of a skyscraper. So that must be it, right? Now, with that, you would think, he's already duped them. It's never really the obvious choice. Now, I say obvious choice. They just put together a giant jigsaw puzzle to get a deal for Robin to say, oh, the Aerie. But still, you end up where... Don't go with your first impression, but they seem to, but not quite, because Robin is going to go and stake out the Aerie, this giant up in the skyscraper nightclub. Everybody's dancing away. I don't really think he should be out and about in this nightclub. He's a young guy. He, He might end up, you know, getting some bad habits here. But in the meantime, the Riddler's laughing because it had nothing to do with this place. What it had to do with is the wealthy millionaire collector Harrison Eagle. So the Eagle's Nest is actually this guy's house and him himself, where the Riddler thinks, I've done it. I've beaten them again. But as he is walking around, he's going to leave. He ends up running into Batman. Batman had figured this out, and Batman was waiting for him. The problem is the Riddler was already there and set up this crazy concoction, this crazy puzzle. That is all these, it's like the bent nail puzzle again, but it's all these bent pieces of metal that are wrapped around Harrison Eagle. And as he struggles to get out, it tightens up and he is going to suffocate if somebody doesn't solve this puzzle and save him. Now, in the meantime, Riddler has to add things to it because he's a cheat and ends up saying, hey, you got to solve this puzzle quick or this Mr. Eagle will die. And by the way, take a smoke bomb and throws it at Batman so he can escape. I mean, I guess that he's like, well, he might actually skip old Eagle here and go after me. He throws a smoke bomb. Batman ends up going through it, though, and does save Mr. Eagle. And what he does is he sees the etchings. Like, as this puzzle was put together, the metal on metal had made little scrapes and scratches on where they are. Somehow this allows Batman to figure out how it was put together. He is able to disassemble this and save Mr. Eagle. But again, it seems like this is counted as the Riddler has won again. The Riddler has gone two for two now. It's a pretty good day at the plate. It's going to continue, though, because like I said, the Riddler does not take days off. He's the Cal Ripken of riddling, you know, villains. So he ends up the next deal is 
he gets a giant i don't even know what this is a giant cob of corn now it's like a statue type deal or whatnot but it's this huge corn on the cob and he grabs it from outside higgins canned corn it's like their display thing he grabs this and takes it and pretty much puts it on the back of a flatbed truck that he then pushes down the hill. This thing is going out of control, careening through Gotham City streets, almost running over a poor guy with a green hat. He jumps out of the way. Everybody's yelling, watch out, we'll be killed. And with that, there is a sign on this piece of corn. I would think that maybe people would be more concerned of getting run over and may miss the sign. That might be one of the troubles of this little prank. But they do see it because the Batmobile comes and pretty much cuts off and takes the brunt of a hit from this truck and it stops it. Then they get out and look and the sign says, Dear Batman, here's a corny riddle to tip you off to my next job. Why is corn hard to escape from? Sign the Riddler. And so they go and they're not going to waste much time with these riddles with this. And this is, again, classic riddle where Robin says, wait a minute, corn, cornmeal. I got it. Maze. Mazes are hard to escape from, and it just so happens that there's a crazy glass fun maze on the pleasure pier at the amusement park. This is something that's big. It just kind of, I guess, was opened up. Hey, they mean the maze down at the pleasure pier. Pleasure pier sounds a little sus, I'll tell you that. But they're going to go down and see, and they figure, okay, this is the clue that that's where the Riddler is. We can go and arrest him. I think that they should have phrased this a little different because later they even play with the wordplay of a pane of glass. I think that it should have been, why is corn a pain to escape from? And then they could have went with maze, which would be the maze, but pane of glass, the glass maze. And that would have been nice. That would have hit a little better there. It's a little script doctoring for you there. But they go off there. and, And the play here, which is odd, is the Riddler in all of this We'll start thinking he did rob the bank. So he got some money. That first riddle. The second riddle, he just seemed to show up that guy's house. That was more of like, hey, I just want to fool Batman. Maybe I'll murder a guy if Batman doesn't stop him. But I don't know what he gained from that except for being able to gloat about Batman. In this, we find out he wants the receipts from this glass mate. He goes and grabs the money. Of the glass, how much is this glass maze making? I mean, seriously, I know this is back in '48, but still, seriously, I say that, and probably the carousel is probably making bank back then because they don't have anything to uh, to bide their time with. So you end up having. Though I look at this, there's a giant, like looks like a, a giant water slide and stuff. There's a lot better things than a fun, the fun maze. I'm telling you, I would never go into a maze. I I know that I'd get stuck in the middle. And I'd still be living there to this day. I'd be like Rip Van Winkle in that maze. But they end up where Riddler steals the money, but then doubles back and goes in the maze for some reason. And then Batman and Robin go in the maze. They're real bad at it. They're just running into the wall. You end up that where I said the wordplay where Robin face plants right against a pane of glass and says, oh, no, a pane of glass. And then Riddler's yelling from down the way, yelling, it is a pain, isn't it? A pain in your face. I was waiting for him to say, does your face hurt, Robin? Uh, But he gets out then. And as he does, he cheats. He gets out the one exit. It's kind of an entrance exit. I think that the players, you go around in a circle and then you come out the way you came in. But he ends up going out and locks the door. 
He has a wrench with him. He wrenches it up. I don't know how it works, but he closes the door and there's no way that Batman and Robin can get out. Now, the maze is made of shatterproof glass, so Batman and Robin can't just punch their way out. But what's the end game of all this? What is the Riddler really up to? Now, he does end up upping the stakes here by then yelling to Batman and Robin, who, you know, through the glass, hey, by the way, I also put a bomb in there and you have a half hour before it explodes. So you better get out. And then he giggles and then Batman and Robin try to get out. Robin's kind of pounding on the glass, realizes, yeah, it is shatterproof. We can't do that. But what is the Riddler up to? I mean, I know that he's trying to take down Batman and Robin, prove that he's smarter, make this riddle the big deal. But he also stole the money and he just stands there. He stands outside of the glass maze laughing and cackling, even though he already said that there's a bomb in there that's going to blow up. Why isn't he just leaving? Why doesn't he go back? Every other time he escaped, went back to his hideout to then get the next riddle ready or whatnot. But he doesn't go anywhere here. He kind of runs a little commentary as well. And it is just because this is the last riddle and he has to just stay to make it work by the end because Batman and Robin are trying to get out. Batman ends up, you know, being the detective he is, figures out what they have to do. He yells to Robin, okay, grab all of the carpet on the floor, grab it, rip it up, and we're going to put it in a pile next to this one piece of glass. And he sets it on fire then. I actually thought that, oh my God, if this is airtight, you're in big trouble, Batman. I think basically he's saying, I solved it, Robin. We'll just die here. But we'll die on our own terms. But that's not it. As Robin says, but wait a minute, the flames, they won't shatter the shatterproof glass. And Batman says, no, chum, what I'm doing is actually using the heat to heat up the metal frame outside of the glass and the heat will expand it. And then we can just push the glass out and it works. They end up doing this. He pushes that pane of glass out. The Riddler's right there. The Riddler actually has to jump out of the way of this pane of glass there. Why didn't he run? Even as he saw Batman and Robin lighting up this whole carpet deal. Also, it's taken him about 29 minutes of the half hour. He said he better skedaddle. But he jumps out of the way of this pane of glass and yells, oh, my God, they got out. And then Batman and Robin take off in the opposite direction. Unfortunately, this is on a pier. It said Pleasure Pier, remember? So where the Riddler runs, he runs the wrong way. He just runs to the end of the pier. But that's right next to the glass maze that's about to blow up. Batman and Robin being smarter, they run into and away from the glass to the basic rest of this amusement park deal off of the pier and it does blow up it blows up and it blows up big there is an explosion and you do end up seeing the riddler as as the thing explodes and you would think that shrapnel glass going everywhere the riddler is up in the air falling off into the ocean yelling i've lost the game the game i've lost yeah and he falls into the water so what's up with him Batman and Robin, then, you know, besides maybe checking to see if everybody's all right. I hope everybody is right. But they run to the end of the pier then, which in my mind also would probably be in the ocean. It would have just completely blown apart. But they run over 
And this might be the best, funniest, and most ridiculous thing ever, where they look and the ocean floating on top of the water is a giant question mark. And you end up having Robin go, look, a question mark that came off the Riddler's costume when he drowned. Well, first off, that costume was not quite that big. What's this, the jelly green giant? This question mark is humongous. And for Robin to think that that's what it is is completely ridiculous. But he ends up saying also he's just assuming. He's jumping to a lot of conclusions. The the Riddler drowned, all this, whatever. And then Batman says in the classic, because here we go. We have the fun feel of the back-in-the-day comics. When you do have these first appearances or whatnot, you, you don't want to kill him off right away, but you want to have a big ending. So Batman has to say, or perhaps he escaped drowning and left it there to puzzle us. Only time will solve that riddle. And then it says the end. I just like the idea that as this thing explodes, this glass maze, which actually throws the Riddler so far up in the air and he's like backwards and going to that he's in that moment thinking. I'm going to rip off one of these question marks, make it grow exponentially, throw it on top of the water because that's going to be my big riddle. Did I live or not? How about checking for a body, Batman and Robin? Get the police out there. Start, you know, dragging the water here and see if there is a body, please. Because this guy has committed some crimes, including blowing up the maze at the Pleasure Pier. Now what are people going to do? It's 1948. They have nothing to do. But yeah, you have all this. I'd go on that slide. That slide looked pretty good. Ah, but yeah, that's the end of the first appearance of the Riddler. Pretty goofy, but not as goofy as some of the others, I'll tell you. It ends up giving you that flavor of the Riddler. It makes you think, okay, this is pretty cool. It's goofy, but fun. And it does keep Batman and Robin on their toes. It changes up the game to a lot of the other villains that we've seen already from Batman at this point. So I think, you know, obviously he becomes pretty big. I don't know if he becomes... You know, one of the biggest there, you know, time will tell, I guess they'd say there. But, yeah, I think that it caught on. I think old Edward Nigma is going to stick around. That guy has what it takes. He's got some moxie. But, yeah, it's a pretty cool way to introduce a villain in a goofy way. Big cheater, though. I want them to get back to that where you end up having that story where, you know, there's Edward. He's like, I'm just a phony. I'm not really good at riddles. I'm a cheater. Like right now, you would know in the current day. He's looking up his riddles online all the time. There's no way he's coming up with those himself. He's not that smart. He's a cheater. He's just like typing best riddles. That's all he's doing. That's what I do. That's why I know, because I'm a cheater as well. But with all that, that's it for the first appearance of the Riddler from way back when in 1948, Detective Comics number 140. But thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you got a kick out of the issue as much as I did. So with that, this is very similar to some things we have on the Patreon. So I'll just point out, if you want to help us out, go and join up. Get a lot of podcasts on the Patreon like this at patreon.com slash weirdscience. If that isn't your thing, you know, at least go over and follow us on Twitter at DC. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. And then go check out our written reviews and the other podcasts we have on this feed. There is a schedule that will be in the show notes. Also, a link tree. To go to all of the things that I talked about, all the links. But that's it. I hope everybody enjoyed this little bit, and I will talk to you later. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. 